0: Namaskara everyone and welcome to season 2 of 2 course me. This is the first episode and if the title hasn't given it away already, this one's about marriage and relationships. Well, since this is coming from a guy who's been as single as a tazo in a cheetos packet for the last few years, I thought it would be appropriate to you know, cue a laughter track because the irony here is so strong. But I think I've got a couple of things to say that might be entertaining and definitely not true. Um, Because as and if you read my um, Instagram profile, the bio reads aspiring cult leader. So, you know, I need to start practicing how to misinform, misguide and manipulate people into following me. Now before we kick things off with the first segment, I would like to provide a glossary of terms or rather a glossary of slangs that I'm going to use in this episode because everyone's sensitive now and it's very easy to offend people especially if the slang terms sound offensive in in themselves but actually mean something else entirely. So I'm pretty sure you can look this up on the internet but I just want to put this on the record anyway. Uh, For all you trigger-happy people and by trigger-happy I mean people who get triggered for every small thing not People who are holding guns and uh, would like to shoot people Now the first one that I'd like to introduce is the slang term getting hoard. You can see why this could be offensive Although let me assure you that this has nothing to do with the derogatory term for a woman Who has a lot of sexual encounters casually or a woman who solicits herself for money. Nope, has got nothing to do with that. The other one that I'd like to bring up is the slang getting hustled. That sounds pretty much straightforward, doesn't have anything offensive there. But let me just clarify what I'm talking about when it comes to both of these terms. Look, a lot of people get hustled and pretty much everyone gets whored in life. Guys, you know that one pretty girl who sweet talks you into doing her assignment for her? Yeah, you got hoed. And girls, remember that boyfriend who you, who said and promised that he'd never leave you and then you found him cheating on you? Yep, you got hoed there too. So basically it's being manipulated, misguided and being led on by someone who let you down or will let you down eventually. Getting hustled is basically a more severe form of getting hoed. It's most of the times punishable by law. It's getting conned or cheated out of money or out of property or maybe there's a competition that got rigged and you got hustled out of winning even though you deserve to win. Yeah, that's basically what it means, getting hustled. So now that we know what I mean when I say someone got hoed or someone got hustled, let's jump into the next bit. I don't know if you guys heard the intro trailers for the new season but I was talking about segments in those and welcome to the first segment where I try to introduce some aspects of India to the Western Hemisphere and Americans so that you know we can make fun of the things that we're all comfortable with and first off we are going to start with miss Rakhi Savant. like I said earlier Everyone in life gets hoard, and very few people get hustled, but there are some rare instances where a man gets both hustled and hoed at the same time. Note that I say man because only dudes can get hustled because they think with their penises. I don't know why I'm saying they, like I'm not a part of this, but it holds true for me as well. I mean look at all the movies, American Hustle, The Ocean series. The movie The Hustle, it's always one dude or a bunch of them getting conned. Anyway, this is starting to go on some weird misandric tangent. so let's get back to Rakhi Savant. Back in 2008, uh, Miss Savant had her own show, it was called the Rakhi Savant Shows. Yes, you heard me right, it's show with a plural and with a Z instead of an S. So you can imagine how much thought went into this. Anyway, uh, this is not the topic of discussion here. What we really want to get, uh, what I really want to discuss is her other show which came the following year in 2009 and it was called Rakhi Ka Swayamvar. For all you non-Indians and also a couple of you Indians whose culture has been eroded thanks to growing up in metro cities and internet and social media and TV shows and influence, Let me break down what Swayamvar means. Let me give you the etymology of the term. Swayam in Sanskrit means self and var in Sanskrit means groom. Now obviously you can google all of this but let me save you the time. So basically Swayamvar is an ancient Indian ritual where a woman, usually a princess, would pick her groom uh, from a list or an array of suitors uh, from all parts of the world usually. Depending on how big the kingdom was it attracted uh, as many suitors from as far away as possible Pretty much like a lot of western fairy tales Uh, for example the princess and the pea In which the prince was actually the one who was looking for a princess, but you get my drift Anyway, this uh, doesn't happen in India anymore because India is a patriarchal society where women in some parts of the country don't even have the freedom to pick what they want to wear, let alone who they want to marry. Anyway, Miss Savant is no princess, or actually I would label her personally as the princess of reality television because she's got all the makings of a good reality TV show star. She was, she's proven to be and yeah well it was a show where miss savant would pick a husband from an array of suitors now getting back to the uh, part where men get hustled and hoed at the same time i was referring to the winner of this contest now look i get it i really do any publicity is good publicity 15 minutes in the spotlight and all that jazz And actually, the show did really well, it did get a lot of traction, and it was very popular with Indian viewers for a very long time, and the tone of my voice seems to indicate that I'm leading up to something, but I'm not, I'm just being a really judgmental prick over here. So, that's that. Now, getting back to the contest winner, the poor man was actually a Canadian-Indian businessman who flew down to India to take part in the show, won the show, jumped through all the hoops for Rakika Swayamvar and even ended up getting engaged to the woman. But, as we know and as you can predict, they did not end up getting married and they split up because this is real life, not reality TV and you can't get to know a person When the entire world is watching, you get to know him. Well, what they did say was that he even considered taking part in the show for the sake of publicity. So I'm going to spite that. I'm not even going to name who this dude is because it doesn't matter really. He never was seen or heard of on television after that ever again. So I don't know what he was trying to do, but it failed spectacularly on all aspects. Anyway, that's all all about the contest winner, there's nothing really much else to add to that. But Ms. Savant, after the show ended, decided to take the next course of action that every celebrity with a declining career takes. She entered politics. I don't even need to go into detail about what happened because I'm sure even the most uneducated guess would be quite accurate. On the other hand, the producers, fortunately, they didn't try to insult the intelligence of us and the masses, even though they could have totally pulled it off, by not having another season of the show, with Miss Savant again, as the prize. Talk about objectification, huh? Instead, they decided to rope in some other dude and make a season on him, but that's a story for another time. Now, that was a very fake unrealistic, borderline psychotic, yet entertaining instance of the proceedings leading up to a marriage. And what do you think happens after a marriage? Well, I want to keep the integrity of the show intact. The next segment is also going to be fake, borderline psychotic, unrealistic, yet, and I hope it is entertaining. And with that poorly constructed segue, on to the next one. Welcome to the interview segment. Earlier you guys heard about the proceedings leading up to a marriage. So now we have with us a guest who's gonna share with us what it's like once it's over. Mr. Theta here is a widower and uh, from the smell of it, uh, quite an alcoholic. Uh, 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 can... Hey, can someone wake the guy up please? Hello Hello, Mr. Teta, thank you for joining us, I uh, wish you hadn't got your uh, bottle of gin along with you but uh, we can work with what we've got, at least we have your full presence today instead of a drunken slob lying there melting on the chair which you were a couple of moments ago but uh, I think... Mixing some of uh, that Red Bull with your drink uh, kind of neutralize the effects. I don't know what's in work here, what's in play here, but I'm just glad you're conscious right now. So I extend nothing but a hearty welcome to you, and I really hope that this interview gets over quickly because uh, I'm starting to get intoxicated by the fumes alone. Brother, thank you for having me. I have nothing but the time and the sorrow to come sit here. Also, I will only talk uh, till this uh, bottle is uh, not empty because once the bottle is empty you have to get me a new one otherwise uh, my throat will become too dry to continue talking if you know what I mean uh yes Mr. Theta my uh, non-existent producer has made a note of that we'll manage to keep you talking till you run dry and I mean that both literally and figuratively now getting back to the show Out of respect for uh, Mrs Theta, I'm not going to go into the details about uh, what happened to her or with her, Uh, well, uh, actually uh, more than the respect part, uh, I don't want to trigger an alcoholic in the room. Uh, That's a good call, brother, Uh, because if I start talking about that one, uh, this uh, bottle will not not, uh, be enough to uh, share what exactly happened to my uh, beloved wife. So you ask me about marriage and how it is after marriage huh? Don't uh, don't go into the details about uh, my marriage and all It is uh, not a very pleasant conversation huh? Yes sir, I hear you loud and clear So apart from uh, what looks like uh, you consume your own body weight and alcohol What have you been doing to pass time to you know beat loneliness uh, and uh, keep all the negative thoughts from your brain. Have you been traveling? Have you taken up a hobby? You know, I hear that uh, you need to keep the mind busy. Idle's mind is the devil's workshop. Uh, but clearly here, uh, neither is your mind nor is your liver ever idle, right? <laughs> <sighs> you leave a uh, hobby at this age, You can't make hobbies and all. But I've made some new friends, you know. Today I have uh, brought my friend uh, Jinuta. Uh, tomorrow I'll be spending some time with my friend uh, Ramila, and uh, day after uh, this friend uh, little high maintenance, you know, little expensive to spend time with her. Huh? But uh, I will be spending day after with my other friend uh, Tekila. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what we it. We've can... already established you're an alcoholic, but uh, don't you think this is like a good opportunity for you to travel more to see new places? that you couldn't before and you know there's always an incentive of alcohol too like goa for example if you were to go to goa you could try out the local liquor Feni, or if you were to go to uh Wynard, you could try out the local liquor there toddy bunch of different places which have their own special local liquor you know so you can make new friends yeah you can make new uh, friends like jinuta and ramila you can make Phoenicia uh, as a new friend probably. I'm, I'm just pitballing here but you get my point right? When you mentioned traveling uh, I got some fond memories of my wife so I just have to pour myself a drink. Huh? So, when my late wife was alive, you know, we had uh, gone on a drive on the Western Ghats. Oh, that's nice. We were uh, planning to go to the Agumbe Ghats for uh, sunset time, uh, to enjoy the sunset. Because they say Agumbe Ghats sunset is very beautiful. So, we drove up to one viewpoint in Agumbe Ghats and uh, we were sitting there uh, enjoying the beautiful nature, uh, listening to nothing, uh, Aramse just sitting there waiting for the sunset and uh, I just uh, pushed my seat back and uh, I was relaxing. My uh, late wife, uh, she took some uh, Vaseline that I had kept there. Uh, She rubbed it on her fingers, uh, undid my zipper and uh, slowly started applying the Vaseline on my stick. Uh, Wait what? And uh, this was a couple of minutes before sunset so I'm pretty sure it was planned. And she slowly started stroking my stick And it was a euphoria, you know The view was so beautiful The joy was so pleasurable uh, This isn't very pleasurable uh, for just, me right Just though. at the time of uh, sunset uh, I ejaculated my semen all over her you know, it looked like uh, when during Ayut Puja you put all your vehicles in one line and hose all of them down no, to wash, it looked like that, but with that much intensity I ejaculated, Okay, this and was I was, way was completely spent drastic, and I lay fast. back there, enjoying the last few seconds of sunset. Of course, uh, my late wife, uh, she had to use up all the tissues in the car to wipe herself off, you know. But uh, good times Wow I think uh, I'll need some of that uh, alcohol I need need to pour myself a drink And uh, let's not uh, go into any more of your uh, travel escapades with your late wife shall we Let's talk about something else For the love of God please let's talk about anything else Because I don't think uh, our listeners will be able to handle something as graphic as that so, tell me Mr. Theta, what uh, what was it like being married? How uh, how good was your experience? Oh, it was absolutely wonderful, Pam. Every day when I was at work, the only thing that I would look forward to was coming home to my beautiful wife, you know. I would uh, come back home. But back then, I was not drinking so much. Every day, one pig I used to have, that's all. Uh, but I would come home, you know, push back in my chair, lean back. Uh, Pour myself a drink and my wife would come She would take some of the Vaseline that was there She would apply it on her fingers And then she oh, whoa, 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 okay, time out, time out We can see where this is going Nope, no more, no more Okay, pa But uh, not to leave your uh, listeners hanging in suspense uh, Let me just end with this With my ding-dong bell and her pussies in the well, we gave that nursery rhyme a whole new meaning. Yeah, your whole new meaning pretty much disqualified that from ever being a nursery rhyme again. So thank you for that. Anyway, now without getting graphic, please, without getting graphic and be objective about this, what do you think is the secret to a happy marriage? What in your opinion do you think is required to make a marriage work? The secret to a marriage is the same thing that is the secret to any good relationship. What do you think is the secret of a relationship, brother? Well, in my opinion, I think it would be trust and transparency. You need to be able to trust your partner and you need to be fully transparent by communicating very openly with your partner. At least that's what I think. What do you say, Mr. Theta? Yeah, pa. Yes, brother, you are right that is the uh, that is one of the things that make a relationship work but that is not the secret that is something that everyone knows no the secret to a good relationship is domestic abuse what i'm sorry can you just i am what brother life will knock you down you need to have the strength to get back up how can you handle being knocked down by life if you can't even handle being knocked down by your wife, huh? So you're saying for your marriage to work, it was necessary for you to be beaten by your wife on a regular basis. Uh, FYI to all our listeners, I do not, uh, I repeat, I do not endorse any of these views or opinions of this man. Uh, I don't know how he made his marriage work, but clearly he did. Uh, Mr. Theta, uh, why do you, uh, I mean, why did you enjoy being beaten? I used to derive my sexual pleasure from being beaten and I honestly believe that all men derive sexual pleasure from being beaten I think that's where the term beat your meat comes into picture you know Fuck me here we go again with the sexual stuff I tried my best you know I tried my best but all this man talks about is sex and no, clearly you are mistaken. I hope this serves as a disclaimer to everyone listening. Please do not listen to anything this man has said. Apparently the only takeaway from wh- when a marriage ends is that you just miss the sex and nothing else. And the lack of sex drives you to alcohol? Nah, this, this can't be right. Um, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, hey. hey you. No, no, Mr. Theta, put that down. That's hand sanitizer. You can't drink that. Yes, I know that has 70%. Can someone please get him away from the hand sanitizer, please? Mr. Theta, you can't drink that. Yes, it has 70% alcohol, but that's to kill microorganisms and living things on your skin it'll probably do the same with whatever's inside your body with at least whatever's left inside your body please put the hand sanitizer down you can't drink Okay guys, I'm thinking of calling this segment One Piece, uh, an allude to the manga or one shot and it's not because I had a shot of liquor before I recorded this but I intend to record all of this in one shot. So, before we delve into the topic at hand which is marriages and relationships, I think it's very important to address the shit show of a week that just went by. Yeah, I'm talking about the attack on the US Capitol building by um radical right-wing extremists let's not sugarcoat it they were just a bunch of crazy people who had guns and uh basically i think it was a fitting epitaph to donald trump's glorious reign uh picture me making quotation marks in the air as an indication of sarcasm uh unfortunately this uh, podcast is only audio and now i'm just rambling about something very random. But you get my point. The only people I think who benefited or made some money off of this uh, horrific incident were meme accounts and news channels. News channels have been making money off of bad news for a long time but the meme accounts, well. You guys really made a killing last year, didn't you? I mean, 2020 was such a shit show of a year, and you guys have enough material for the next probably e- year. And by the by the looks of how 2021 started, I think you guys are gonna make a killing this year too. Think I really think the meme accounts were the only ones who made progress and were productive this year. Well, I wouldn't count Amazon out, but they actually kind of helped you know they cater to the needs of the public during a global crisis so that's there although their founder is currently the second richest man in the world i think it's well deserved who am i to comment but you know amazon did deliver a lot of my stuff so i can't be ungrateful either well now that we've done a very you know surfacial uh, coverage of The shitshow attack on the US Capitol building, which by the way was instigated by Donald Trump's um, tweet itself, where he said, uh, where he beseeched the public to march with him to the Capitol. And somehow the only penalty for this dude seems to be getting banned from social media, which apparently is an infringement on his freedom of speech i mean the dude is the president he doesn't need twitter to tell the world what he wants to say oh well i mean i don't think he's gonna have a good time once he's out of power you know i think the sharks are waiting for him and he's at the edge of the plank and that's a very grim analogy well coming back to the original topic of marriages and relationships the reason i even decided to talk about this was because I just turned 25 and a lot of my friends, uh, especially the ones who are a bit older than me, and especially some of the girls I know, who are also who are also my age and probably a little younger than me as well, got hitched or got engaged very recently. Well, um, as you guys know in Indian society and pretty much the world over, the woman usually gets married at a younger age than the man which makes no sense whatsoever, ex- except from the uh, childbirth point of view, I guess, which is a very very primitive way of looking at relationships, but I guess that's where conservative uh, mentality comes into picture. Anyway, a lot of my friends got hitched, a lot of them got engaged, prompted a lot of very serious thoughts in my head. and. Keeping in tone with the podcast, I'd like to make a very grim, uh, twisted and dark analogy between COVID and marriage. You know, both of them don't seem that real to you until it happens to someone that's very close to you. So yeah, it was weird seeing uh, so many of my close friends get hitched and get committed. It also prompted a lot of conversations that I had with my other single friends about how, you know, everyone's getting uh, paired off with someone else. It's just a little weird to realize that I have a couple of years, probably five at the most, before uh, my parents uh, start thinking of this. And trust me, that's how it works in India. No one thinks of uh, marriage until their parents start, um, start forcing them to consider it. And uh, I had the same, um, you know, uh, conversation, at least the way that the wind blows is that everyone's scared. Everyone's scared of getting married, of the commitment and, you know, of adulting, actually. So it's weird just um, even trying to consider the fact that, you know, you have to commit to one person for the rest of your life. And uh, I, had a, I had a realization, I had an epiphany. And uh, I need to squeeze this uh, into 15 seconds so I can put it on my reel uh, on Instagram because this is probably the most attractive part of the entire podcast that I need to highlight, at least in my opinion it is. You know how everyone's uh, scared of marriage? What I realized was that not everyone's scared, nobody's scared of marriage, everyone's scared of getting divorced. And it's such a weird taboo that still prevails in our society. I mean, I know it's condemned and I know it's bad. And I know like pretty much every religion in the world forbids it, but come on, which society in the world right now is governed completely a hundred percent by religion i mean to a large extent a lot of countries are uh a hint to the middle east but you know it's it's not that bad as as it's made out to be if you're in an unhealthy relationship or an unhealthy marriage and you've done everything in your power to try and fix it then and it's not getting fixed, and you don't see a solution at hand, you don't have to resolve yourself to unhappiness for the rest of your life. You don't owe yourself any more unhappiness than what life already throws on you. So, go get that divorce. Go get that breakup. You don't have to be unhappy for your life. You don't have to commit to unhappiness. Remember, you're not committing to unhappiness. You're committing to another person. And people change all the time so if your husband or your wife or your spouse i don't know whatever uh, whoever you decide to date or marry changes for the worse i think it's very important for you to realize that you need to get out of there and protect yourself but not before you try and fix your marriage look i'm not saying that you need to get out of it the minute you see some red flags but i'm saying if you try everything you have you can and you've done everything in your power to try and fix it but there is no solution at hand and it can't be helped don't remain unhappy for the rest of your life don't live a life of regrets get that divorce get that breakup move the fuck on you don't need other people to be happy I mean you do you kind of do need people to be happy man is a social animal but you don't need just one person to be happy there are others out there and if it isn't meant to be it isn't meant to be and what I'm saying is sounds very hypocritical and uh, comes from no experience of having married or being in a long-term relationship but I think after seeing so many unhappy uh, marriages in my uh, in the previous generation at least, uh, and I'm very thankful that my parents have an amazing one. Touchwood, I don't know why I'm putting this out there for everyone to hear, but I've seen a couple of bad ones. Um, a lot of uh, older men and women um, dying very broken deaths very gruesome and very sad because they were in unhappy marriages a bunch of my uh, relatives actually it was uh, pretty pretty sad to see so what I'm saying is you don't have to you don't have to go out like that it's never too late to get out of uh, something that's making you sick in the mind and in, in the body and uh, by that, I don't mean that you should, uh, you know, dump your uh, husband or wife if you find out that they have an STD. But yeah, I mean, if you married them knowing that they had an STD, then uh, I'm afraid there's something wrong with you too. Well, coming back from that uh, weird tangent, my point is if you're in a relationship or if you're going to get married, Sort everything out first before you get married. Your priorities, what you want in life and keep in mind that these change all the time. But you need to find someone who's ready to accommodate and you know ready to listen to you and ready to uh, adjust their goals uh, to align with yours. And you can kind of get an inkling of whether uh, they can do that or not right in the beginning. And once you get married, try everything in your power to make it work. Try everything uh, you can to find a solution if it's going south. And if nothing comes to mind and if everything is looking bleak and you're getting depressed, get the fuck out of that relationship. You don't need to be in some. Uh, you don't need to be in some rut. Or some hole and suffer well that's the boon of modern society amidst all the curses that it's given us no one's gonna really judge you you know so go out there live your life find someone be happy and if they aren't making you happy or if you are not making them happy get the fuck out find someone else and be happy again life's too short don't uh, make it regretful So, I'd like to leave on that positive note. Die a happy death. Bye guys. Take care. Stay safe.